The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss marketing for lifestyle brands. Joining us is Emily Lyman, who is the CEO of Branch and Bramble. Branch and Bramble partners with industry leaders like Paramount Patagonia and Penguin Random House to combine data and creativity to develop no BS marketing programs that convert, making it a trusted digital marketing agency for value-based lifestyle brands. Yesterday, Emily and I talked about MarTech for lifestyle brands, and today we're going to continue the conversation by discussing how you can replace cookies with empathy-based personas. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Emily Lyman, the CEO of Branch & Bramble. Emily, welcome back to the MarTech podcast. Thank you, Ben. It's great to be back. Always good to have you here. Excited to continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about lifestyle brands. Not companies that you use to harvest money to pay for your lifestyle, but companies that actually mean something to their consumers. That that thing that we aspire to have or associate with that helps us not only be the person we want to be, but buy the products that we want to buy. And the secret here for lifestyle brands that we talked about yesterday was to start to focus on things like content marketing, influencer marketing, and community to gain the attention and respect and engagement of your consumers while also building sort of viral loops to get them to continue to buy your products. So today I want to talk a little bit about how you can figure out who those customers are and where they are in their life cycle. One of the problems that we're having is it's really hard to kind of keep tabs on your consumers now that cookies are going away. So you've got this theory that you can replace cookies with empathy-based personas. What the heck is an empathy-based persona? (laughs) I'm really glad you asked that. So Neuroscientist Antonio Damasio, he shared that we are not thinking machines that feel, rather we are feeling machines that think. So we actually can't make a decision if we can't feel. So just bringing it to the first and foremost, empathetic marketing, it recognizes, understands, and appeals to the role that emotions have in the decision-making process. And this framework allows marketers to build customer journeys, personas, and experiences around their consumer empathetic persona in order to improve, right, customer satisfaction, trust, loyalty, 
lead quality conversion rates, all the marketing buzzwords that you know you want to say. Yeah, cool. But how do I know if they get to my website? You'll know, you'll know. (laughs) Okay. There have been many, many A-B tests. And the thing about empathetic marketing is not that you're just going to push this out to, oh, I think this person values this thing. And so we're going to try to find them over here on this website. Empathetic marketing is about retooling your marketing comms so that they are consumer value focused instead of product focused. And that is going to drive people to your website. Well, look, I want to be empathetic to my customers. We make podcasts for B2B brands, and I want to find someone that believes that a steady stream of content is going to help them create better relationships with their customers. Feeling that doesn't necessarily do the outreach or fill my pipeline. I get what you're saying. Great. Understand the pain points and everybody has to feel and let's just hug it out. (laughs) But there's a technology component here. I think of cookies and I think of tracking across browsers and websites to understand what a specific user or persona is doing that is engaging with my content. And you're talking about emotions and feelings. So essentially, right. But you're talking about cookies and cookies are going away. In order to really replace those cookies, it doesn't mean that we throw out what we know about our consumers from the cookies that we have. So you want to take the existing data that you've collected through your cookies, you build out a base profile. Then from there, you gather even more data. And this is going to be gathered through customer surveys, market research, having conversations with your customers, et cetera, to figure out their values, their buying motivators, which remember have underlying feelings attached to them because we cannot make a decision without feelings. So those feelings are going to impact how we buy and the purchase decisions we make and other information. So then you're going to take this, you're going to build out a new marketing persona, and then you can take that new marketing persona with your cookies about all the specific, where are they, who are they in terms of demographics, psychographics, Now you're adding value graphics. And then when all those cookies go away, you're going to take that new marketing persona. You're going to take it to those advertising platforms that are coming out that don't use cookies that are persona based. And you're going to use that to find and build your customer base. And then because you're using those values to retool your marketing comms. So instead of reaching out to a B2B brand who wants to create more content, you might be saying, oh, this person wants to feel more secure in their content. So what I'm going to do is tell them, hey, we're, we fact check all these things, et cetera, et cetera. You're going to retool your comms to focus on that piece of their values. And then that's going to make them click more. Give me an example of someone that's using empathy-based personas successfully. Patagonia. I knew you were going to go there. Because we're their marketing agency. Oh, you're cheating. All right. So Patagonia is a friggin' unicorn and they do everything special in their Patagonia. And I don't know how, but they're just that company that rises above everyone else. And they are emblematic of everything that we've talked about in terms of what is a lifestyle brand. And of course, they're thinking about their personas of venture capitalists that need their gray vests. (laughs) All right. I'm going to take one step back and I'm going to ask you, what is your perception of the customer bases for Patagonia and North Face? They're after the same share of voice. They're in the same market. Would you say that they're going after the same people? God, the differentiation between Patagonia and North Face. 
I think that Patagonia is more of a direct-to-consumer brand and that North Face focuses more on building distributor relationships. I think Patagonia is probably a little more expensive, although they might be price competitive at this point. I think the products are relatively similar. I think that Patagonia focuses more on a longer life and duration of the product. I honestly think of North Face being a little bit more of a down market brand than Patagonia. In the same way, and not to speak badly about North Face, I've got lots of North Face stuff. I don't know enough about handbags, but maybe Gucci is the ultra premium and Prada is still premium, but not ultra premium. Or maybe I have those backwards. Who knows? But I think that they are going after a similar customer. One is probably a little bit more price sensitive and specifically is willing to pay a premium for the lifestyle component and also the brand. North Face is another company that is doing empathetic marketing very well. And when you look at Patagonia and North Face, the values of underlying values of their customers are very different. And that actually showcases in the company's marketing. So Patagonia customers, they value personal responsibility, loyalty, security, both personal and employment, and they value experiences. North Face customers, on the other hand, the majority of them value belonging, creativity, self-expression, financial security, and possessions specifically. So this translates into very, very different marketing campaigns. Whereas we'll say personal responsibility, right? In this case, is spelled environmentalism. This is also why you see Patagonia publishing books like Grassroots Activist. However, with North Face, they're really great at putting together initiatives that drive community They look at those really great athletes that are doing really exciting things and bring them into their marketing so their people and their customers can feel like they belong to that community. So those are basically the two companies, even though they're in the same market, you think there'd be a little bit of differences, but the values of their consumers are totally different and it shows in their marketing. All right. So how do they use the differences in that to actually execute marketing campaigns and understanding what's effective, who's buying and replace cookies, the the actual tracking component of the technology? Have you seen North Face's summer campaign with Patagonia? No. Look it up. It's their summer campaign. They've done it for two years in a row. And they are focused on bringing about community around LGBTQ plus for the summer. Everybody belongs. So you see those keywords in their marketing. Everybody belongs in nature. Come build our community. Those value words actually translate into their marketing comms. And when you use those marketing comms to build out, in this case, because we saw build out your interests, build out how you approach the captions, how you approach the videos, how you approach everything on social media, that is going to grab your follower base that you already have. And that is going to drive action on your consumer's part even more because it resonates with them on such a deep level that they are going to share it and push it out further. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, 
And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right, I got to totally derail this episode. Let's get into the Patagonia thing because this is an interesting marketing tactic. I'll just describe what I'm seeing. The image that I'm looking, North Face Patty, P-A-T-T-I-E, Gonia, is a drag queen with a North Face logo and an old television that says Summer of Pride. And the headline happens to be from Fox News, which says, North Face chain angers consumers with drag queen ad inviting customers to dot, dot, dot. And of course, Fox News has a anti-drag queen headline. What the heck is this marketing campaign doing for North Face? And why are they marketing their competitor's brand name as a drag queen? Okay. So Patagonia is an influencer in and of herself. She is a personality in and of herself. So she came to being not in conjunction with Patagonia. Patagonia is a person that is unrelated to Patagonia. Correct. From a brand perspective. Why is she working with North Face, not Patagonia? (laughs) I can't offer insight into that question as those are corporate conversations within Patagonia. Gotcha. However, so smart of North Face. And really, the fact that her name is Patagonia and people draw it parallel to Patagonia has very little to do with the campaign. Most people don't even consider it because Patagonia is her own personality. So fascinating that there is this influencer who's a drag queen that has the same name as a competitive brand. Brilliant for North Face to take advantage of the name similarity. Let's work this back to empathy marketing. How is Patagonia working for North Face, not Patagonia, an example of the usage of empathy-based personas? Going back to the underlying values of the North Face customer, they want to feel like they belong. How many companies, outdoor companies, do you know of that has created an inclusive community very specifically? Like I said, we are specifically creating a space for this segment of society. That's not like regular outdoors. They've dissected it even further. 
My guess is that Patagonia, the brand, not the influencer, Patty, does not differentiate who the product is for man, woman, gay, straight, yellow, black, brown, purple. Doesn't matter who you are. What matters is the impact we're all having on the environment. And that North Face is saying, hey, we'll take you gay guy and you straight woman and you Asian transgender person. Doesn't matter to us. You're all included. And it allows them to build their segmentation based on cultural differences, not necessarily the ethos of the brand and sustainability. But they're the same because with the ethos of the brand and it's not just sustainability, the ethos of the brand and the ethos of the brand's consumers for North Face is belonging. Whereas what you said, Patagonia doesn't specify everybody is environmentalism. How does it impact the environment? Because a core value of Patagonia customers is personal responsibility. So they care less. They don't need Patagonia to come up to them and say, look, we've built this safe space for everybody. And this people included, these people included, everybody's included. They don't need Patagonia to say that. They need Patagonia to tell them, here's what you yourself can do to impact the environment. And so when you take all of that information and you go and you look at where can I find these personas online? Because with the cookies disappearing, you have advertising companies, you have that tech coming out that is based now on personas. So have you, Ogre is an example. They have spent, I think since 2014, they've spent the last many, many years building out all of this persona data from the web. So you can now go and target based on persona rather than cookies. If you know the correct persona that you are going after. The tides are changing and the way that we position our brands is changing. We're all starting to think about lifestyle, missions, purpose. And out of that comes different marketing channels. We start to think about community, influencers, and content. And it even goes down into the technology that we're using to find our consumers, to tell them about the brand so they then build the equity with us and hopefully buy our customers. And now you can even get to the point where you're not even thinking about targeting based on user personas or bits or retargeting audiences. We're starting to think about segmentation based on things like customer beliefs, not necessarily behaviors, not necessarily attributes of who the person is, but how they think, what they love, what they believe in. And that's really the next frontier of marketing. We're not necessarily looking at a bit of data, trying to get a transaction. We're starting to think about who the actual people are, what drives them to make their purchase decision. And in some way, marketing is going back to the old way of marketing, where it's about communications. It's about messaging. It's about getting your story to the right person so they can believe in something and then make their own decisions on how to buy your products or services and hopefully buy them routinely. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Emily Lyman, CEO of Branch and Bramble. If you'd like to get in touch with Emily, you could find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Emily Lyman. That's E-M-I-L-Y-L-Y-M-A-N. Or you can visit her company's website, which is branchandbramble.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, 
Head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Martech Podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or you can contact me directly on LinkedIn. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.